And when he finally comes back, he recalls his valiant tale of vigilante justice. I guess he tailed the guy around the neighborhood and, and warned other bars and cafes. Hey, you're 86. I'm Justin Myers, and this is a show about how bartenders handle bad situations. 86 is, of course, code for being kicked out, but we'll talk more about that another time. Today, I'm just at home hanging out with my dog, and I wanted to introduce myself and tell you a little bit about the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, hey, you want to be on the podcast? I don't think she wants to be on the podcast. I do have two microphones set up just in case. Also, I needed to test them. Anyway, welcome to the show. You're 86. I'm very excited to kick this thing off. It's been a long time in the making, and here we are. Episode zero. Oh, cheers to that. And more importantly, cheers to you for tuning in. Thank you so much for checking us out. We have a ton of exciting stuff in store for you. And I'm really looking forward to sharing everything with you guys. So yeah, I just wanted to introduce the show a bit. Tell you a little bit about who I am, why we're doing this. And then we'll really get into it in the coming episodes. This is a show about how bartenders handle bad situations. We... We're not going to talk about recipes and techniques. There's plenty of great resources out there about those topics, history, whatever. Uh, Great stuff, but that's not what we're going to do here because there aren't many good resources about cutting people off or kicking people out. Or what if someone shows up with a gun to your bar or your bar catches on fire or there's uh, some kind of medical emergency someone passes out what are you going to do panic i would probably panic but we don't have to if we can learn a bit more the advice i usually get about this kind of stuff is you just got to have experience you just got to have more experience and that's true that's very true but i don't think that's the only way that we can be better about these things and why not learn from the experience of others. That's what we're doing here on your 86, learning from others. We're going to have real bartenders on the show. I'm a real bartender too. I've been there. Real stories, what worked, what didn't work. And we're going to talk about all these things, all these shitty, challenging situations. And if we hear enough stories, maybe... We can go to that knowledge when we're in one of those situations ourselves and be better about it. Have more tools in our toolbox. Uh, Then we can all be better, safer, more confident, have more fun, make our industry better for us and our customers. And that's really what this show is all about. So me, I'm a bartender, as I said, here in San Francisco. I've worked behind the bar for many years. I also have a degree in journalism. So I'm sort of combining the best of both of those worlds with this podcast. I love this industry. I love being a bartender. I love the service side of this industry, especially helping people, making their day, making people happy, 
I love helping make the industry better as a whole, Be, whether it's being more efficient or safer or, or whatever. And that's why I want to do, do this podcast. So we're going to do this show once a week. We're going to interview lots of bartenders, lots of different topics, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And in addition to the podcast, if you haven't been to the website, check it out, www.your86.com. That's Y-O-U-R-E-8-6.com. Because every episode of the podcast is going to have a corresponding post where we dive deeper into the subject. There will be links to more resources. We'll talk to some experts, depending on the topic, the law enforcement or psychologist or whatever. So if you want to learn more about whatever it is we're talking about, you can go a little more in-depth on the website. And there's a lot of other cool stuff on there. You should sign up for our mailing list. We've got merchandise. Yeah, a bunch of cool stuff. Check it out. And so, yeah, while we're here, I wanted to tell a quick story of my own. Might as well. And this is a story about counterfeit money. So I was working at a bar called The Interval here in SF. It's about 5.30, summertime. We're not super busy. I was in a little prep room in the back doing some bullshit. Uh, And my coworker came in and said, Hey, there's this guy making me really uncomfortable. Can you help me with this one? So I'm like, sure, no problem. Of course. But really, I'm like, oh, no. Here we go. What kind of exciting guest interaction is going to be this time? So I go out there, and there's this guy standing there, maybe like late 50s, balding. I think he was wearing like a fleece vest. He just looked like the kind of guy that was there picking up his kid from guitar class across the street. So I say, hey, man, how's it going? What can I get for you? Like, same thing I say to everyone. And this guy is just terrified. It was like it was the first time he'd ever talked to another human being. But he managed to order tea and then fumbled through his wallet and pulls out a $100 bill. And I'm like, oh, no, I see where this is going. I didn't even need to look at it or touch it to know it was a fake. I just tell by his demeanor. Uh, honestly, uh, though, I felt bad for the guy. I don't think he wanted to be doing this. He certainly wasn't a pro. And it felt to me like he was just in a bad situation. And he didn't want to be there. But I didn't want him to be there either. I wanted him out of my bar. I didn't want things to get out of hand, though. And I certainly didn't want to take this bill. I, I didn't really know what I was supposed to do. But I didn't want to get law enforcement involved. Because that seemed at the time that it would make things even more out of hand. So what I did was everything wrong. First thing I did wrong was take the counterfeit bill from him. Legally, that's considered accepting counterfeit money. Then I open the cash drawer. It's probably not a dumb mistake. And then I say, hey man, I'm really sorry, but it's the beginning of the shift and they don't really give us very much change, so I can't really break this right now uh we take credit cards or if you have smaller change so i give him the bill back and what are we up to like the third mistake now because now that i handed the bill back to him legally i have given someone a counterfeit bill especially because i knew it was counterfeit now that i looked at it 
I mean, not only was it obvious by his demeanor, but it wasn't a good counterfeit either. It was like an old $100 bill, like a early 90s hundred, no security thread. Uh, which, by the way, is the is the fastest way to spot a fake. Every bill bigger than a, a $2 bill has it. It's a thin little vertical strip. It's in a different place than every bill. Uh, it's a thin little strip. It says USA 20 or 100 in tiny letters. You can pretty easily see it just by holding up to the light. I, I would hold it up to the, the POS screen. And that thread is really hard to fake. Uh, I'm going to post more about identifying fake p- currency in the blog post, along with some cool posters that you can print out and some best practices for these situations. But anyway, I knowingly take the fake bill, open the cash drawer, knowingly give the fake bill back to him, and say, I don't have change for it. All wrong. At this point, though, he genuinely pays with a five, took his tea to go, of course, and he left. And I thought, great. Perfect. He's gone. Nobody got hurt. Didn't get out of hand. I didn't have his fake bill. He's got a very nice cup of tea now. Everything's great. At the time, I thought it went pretty well. Now, I know that it didn't. And actually... Shortly after it happened, I knew that it didn't, because then this happened. We had a regular, is uh, a nice enough guy, just maybe a little different. He lived on his boat uh, in this marina that was next to, or near the bar. I guess he was like a contractor, and he worked in the city during the week, and then we'd go home over the weekend. And he'd stop by a few times a week and have a drink on his way back to his boat house. So this guy becomes very interested in this counterfeit bill situation. And he won't let it go. Uh, and I'm like, dude, it, it's over, man. Forget about it. Don't don't worry about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's done. But he won't let it go. And then he gets up to follow the guy. And he like he left all his stuff. He left his wallet sitting on the bar, and he just he just disappears for like two hours. And when he finally comes back, he recalls his valiant tale of vigilante justice. I guess he f- tailed the guy around the neighborhood and and warned other bars and cafes of this counterfeit bill man. So now I even feel worse for the counterfeit bill man because not only does he clearly not want to be laundering money, but now he's got this weird sailor man following him. The whole thing kind of got out of hand. What I should have done, because I knew what was going on pretty much immediately, was just say we didn't have change for the 100 as soon as I saw him pull it out. Not touch it. Never touch it if you don't have to. And I should have kept the whole thing discreet and quick and inconspicuous and just got that guy out of here like it was nothing so that it didn't become a ridiculous vigilante adventure with a weird sailor man. Anyway, I hope that was helpful. I hope that gives you some better ideas if you find yourself in a a similar situation. And again, we'll put more resources on the post that corresponds with this episode. Uh, So you can go more in depth, get more resources on counterfeit money, www.your86.com. And that's it for now. 
We've got more next time uh, with our first interview. Very excited. Check out the website. Get on our mailing list. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those places if you like. And share us with your friends and colleagues because that's really what this is all about. Sharing knowledge and making our industry better. So, yeah. We'll see you again soon. Cheers. If you suspect someone is trying to pay you with a counterfeit bill, try not to take it if you don't have to. But don't put yourself or your coworkers in danger. It's not worth 20 or 100 bucks. If you do receive counterfeit currency, don't give it to anyone except a police officer. And make sure to write down a good description of the person who tried to pay with it, as well as the date and time that happened. G.I. Joe. No, I'm kidding. Uh, We're going to do these little quick PSA wrap-ups at the end of each episode. So if you don't want to listen to me and my interviewee talk for 30 minutes, you can just skip ahead of this part and get the, the juicy bits. Thanks for tuning in.